Hello there. This is the Crunchy Christian Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I am a master herbalist, aromatherapist, author, speaker, blogger, and veteran homeschooling mama of four. You can learn more about how I can equip you to pursue God's best naturally at my website, julienaturally.com. And now, today's show. Hey, everybody. It's Julie on Crunchy Christian Podcast, where we talk about all things green and growing that God gave us. Today, we have a guest again. And our guest today is Beth Learn from Fit to Be Studios. Hi, everybody. Today, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, your, your studio and what you have to offer people and how you got into that and all of that. So I read that your passion for fitness and movement began when you were in high school. That's awesome. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how that came about? Yes, I randomly took a step aerobics class when I was, I think, a junior in high school, so 11th grade. And I did it kind of on a whim. And I showed up to that first class in a dress, a long dress and tights. Um, And then I loved it. I was hopping all over that step and jamming to that bass beat. And I didn't understand a thing. And I was totally lost the whole time and going the wrong direction. But that I look back on that moment as a definite wake up to God's calling in my life just a love for movement to music and choreography. I had never danced. In fact, I was raised in a home where dancing was from the devil. And uh, (laughs) my parents kind of questioned some things as I began teaching. And I, um, yeah, that was a whole journey for me. And that is definitely a beginning point for me. Also, when I was very young, one of the very first books I sunk my teeth in was a book on the life cycle and pregnancy. I was so fascinated by pictures of babies inside their mom's tummies. And I had a zillion questions for my mom who thankfully answered them tactfully and fully and not with any embarrassment. And yeah, those two things are really vivid in my mind, just a love for the human body, especially the pregnant body, and then a love for movements. So why did you pursue fitness and not dance then? You know, it honestly didn't dawn on me to pursue dance. And I still see them pretty differently. The way it went down is that as I continued to take group fitness classes at the high school level for credit, because it was way more fun than taking PE, uh, the instructor mentioned to me halfway through my senior year that I was pretty good we had to teach a class for our senior year to teach a little combination pattern. And she asked me if I had ever considered getting certified and, you know, maybe it would help put me through college. And I thought about that and I did it. So when I was 18, I got certified by the aerobics and fitness association of America. And I did that during the summer between my senior year and my first year of college. And I went to Oregon state university with the intent of getting a bachelor of arts degree in political science, but 
halfway through my first semester, that was clearly not a good fit for me, even though I was an excellent journalist and I still use my writing abilities on my blog. Um, I went to my guidance counselor at college and said, this is not going to work for me. And she said, well, you're a fitness instructor. We're one of the top five schools in the nation for fitness and exercise and sports science. And I said, yeah, but that's a lot of math. (laughs) (laughs) And she said, well, actually your high school credit, you got some AP credits. So you'll only need one or two semesters of math and you'll be fine. And that was another history making moment for me where I totally changed from bachelor of arts to bachelor of science and proceeded to get my degree in exercise and sports science. And the rest is uh, just progress from there and just on to more and more training in different uh, areas. I saw like yoga training and um, with the tummy safe and things like that. And all of that, starting with fitness and, and movement and starting starting in high school just I, I still think that's that's just really incredible um what how did you become aware of uh diastasis recti and why why did you start offering those programs first if you could just give us a little a little short definition of what it is um that would be helpful So diastasis recti, and it gets pronounced differently depending on where you're from. Um, I live over in the Pacific Northwest, so that's how I say it. But if you're from the UK, you might say diastasis recti. It gets lots of different pronunciations, but essentially it means a thinning uh, of the connective tissue that joins the two sides of your abdominal wall that then allows the two sides of your abdominal wall to shift apart, which creates a gap between your abs and in your six pack, it looks like a big, huge trench down the middle. It's really prominently obvious in weightlifters, um, people that overtrain the rectus abs. And it's not always problematic. A lot of people have some gap there. Uh, the issue is when, um, for example, after pregnancy, those abs have been really stretched out for a long time. And sometimes in some people that gap doesn't resolve and then they get pregnant again and it gets a little worse. Um, Or then they have some other type of trauma. Maybe they have a C-section, maybe they're in a car accident, maybe they suffer an abuse incident where their stomach is punched. There's a lot of different variables that go into it that can cause further thinning and widening of that connective tissue. And then we see other issues pop up. Um, issues with digestion, issues with low back pain, issues with the inability to sit up straight, issues with a permanently distended stomach that makes you look like you're always pregnant, but you're not. Mm. Um, Issues with incontinence and leaking. Uh, There's a lot of things that are correlated, not necessarily caused by, but correlated to Mm. diastases. And the way that we move can strengthen that connective tissue and improve diastases outcomes. And that's where I come in. So I became aware of diastases in college and really in my initial certification when I was 18, it got a mention, it got a couple paragraphs as in, Hey, women who are pregnant get diastases and you should have them splint their tummy muscles with a towel or their fingers while they're doing crunches. After I had had two children I was getting ready to launch fit to be because I was a stay at home mom and I was starting a business and I 
I wanted to teach online because that's where the world was headed 10 years ago, 11 years ago now, actually. (laughs) And I happened to meet up with um, a local physical therapist who specialized in core rehab. Mm. And I connected with her and she was a Christian as well, Kelly Dean from the Tummy Team. And we met at the local Ikea for coffee and we shut that place down. They had to boot us out that night because we just couldn't stop talking. And I went through core rehab with her and decided at that point that fit to be needed to be diastases aware that we needed to hundred percent go in that direction and include cues for managing diastases recti in every single workout. And now we offer over 300 streaming professionally filmed home workout videos for that. Yeah, that's, so you're, you've become kind of the, the go-to for women, for practically any woman who has had babies. Um, Cause it sounds mm-hmm. to me like if you've been pregnant, then you've had this at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, it yes, may have 100%. healed on its own. Maybe it's healed on its own. Um, but for a lot of women, it sounds like it, it may not, I I've had four kids myself. So it's like, you know, like, well, you know, reading your website, I kind of took a pause, like, well, have I healed from those four kids or not? Um, I mean, it's my, my youngest is about to be 14. So it's been quite a while. Um, and I have done some Pilates and some things to try to, you know, help tone that up down there. But, um, but it kind of gave me pause to think about that a little bit. And, uh, and, and it's been wonderful to meet you and get to talk with you about those things, because it's something I think a lot of people are not really aware of and don't really think of it. Well, maybe, maybe I still have that punch because it's the muscles and not because of weight loss. And uh, that's, I think that's an important thing to bring people aware of that it's something that is not necessarily diet related um, and to to think about that carefully. So you mentioned a few, a little bit about why it's important to pay attention to the state of your abdominal muscles. So you mentioned some incontinence and um, digestion. Can you talk a little bit about some other possible consequences and, and other things that are impacted by how toned and, and fit your abdominal muscles are and just the, the whole, the impact on the whole core of, um, of whether or not the diastasis recti is, um, is addressed. Yeah, I could write a book and I did. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, if people go to my website, you can get my free book when you put in your email. Uh, And it's not super long, but it has a lot of content in it about this in layperson terminology, because that's my heart. Um, I will say that that having a severe unmanaged diastasis can definitely, again, correlate to issues like wetting your pants, like low back pain. Um, like fatigue and weakness, like digestive problems, extra bloating because your abs aren't holding your colon and your semicolon, not your semicolon. Wow. I can't (laughs) believe I just said that your small intestine and your large intestine. Okay. Look, I was in Grammarly this morning a lot because I'm working on another book. And so my brain just went to semicolon. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh, that's the best blooper ever. Okay, but you get the point. Uh, so therefore it can also play into constipation. Um, the way that we are pushing and bearing down in labor and on the toilet, there can be a vicious circle there. Purple pushing in both of those departments can increase pressure in your gut, which then pushes out on your abs, which then stretches them. And having that happen repeatedly over and over mm. um, can wreak havoc. And it, I need to say right now that this is not unrepairable. God didn't design us to have babies and fall apart. This is actually, I do not believe this is part of the, this is not part of the curse ladies who are listening. Um, that would be a poor design by our miraculous maker to have women have one child or two children and then be unable to have more kids. We would not have been able to fill the earth <laughs> with that model. Um, what we are seeing is that there are increases in prevalence of diastases in cultures where women are sitting around and don't have as much support. And um, our culture right now is not um, this extended culture of families and villages where a woman would have a baby and then rest for 40 days and be <laughs> taken care of by women in her tribe. Now it is, you go to the hospital, you're released in two days and now go take care of a newborn while your husband goes back to work and you go get the groceries and take care of the other kids in your home and, yeah. and, 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 and that is detrimental. And we, I believe we, especially in churches need to do something about that beyond meal trains. We need to be doing a better job of supporting young mothers. Um, that's a whole other rant. Maybe you can have me back to talk more about that. But <laughs> I think we also, as Christians, look at the abdominals as, oh, the, that's aesthetic. That's vanity. Um, you just need to not worry about your body because your body um, is just this physical thing and you don't get to take it to heaven. However, it is also our temple. It is not our temple. It's the Holy Spirit's temple. It's, it is this thing we're supposed to take care of so that we can do a better job of taking care of others. If, if you're peeing your pants every time you pick up your kid or you are prolapsing every time you pick up your child, if things feel like they're falling out, um, if you are suffering with painful intercourse, which can also, that is related to the core, um, that plays into your marriage. This is not about aesthetics. Um, yes, addressing your diocese may result in a flatter stomach, not flat. Women are not meant to be flat. We are meant to have some curves because we got whole extra organs in there. Yeah. Um, I appreciate you saying that because uh, fitness is one of those things that I think uh, a lot of Christians think that you know, you don't know, you don't need that because, well, you know, because it is vanity, but it's not, it's, you can't serve if you can't, if, if you don't feel good, if you can't walk a mile in someone else's shoes per se, um, mm -hmm. you can't, you can't do what God has given you to do. If you, if you're feeling run down and tired and peeing your pants and, and, uh, can't enjoy intimacy and all of those things. Um, and I hear the passion in your voice. This is something that is just really close to your heart. I can tell. Um, and that it really speaks to your faith and what, what drives you to do this. 
Can you, um, can you share a few tips for exercising at home? Just, just a couple of easy, quick things that women can uh, take with them as they, uh, as they try to think more about uh, diastasis recti. You know, I get asked this question a lot and I really try to tailor it to the conversation because the best tips will vary from person to person. But I believe based on what we've been talking about in this crowd that we're discussing things with right now, one of the first things I will say is that number one, it doesn't have to be hard and it does not have to be about your vanity. Assess your motivations. If your motivations are to be healthier, to be stronger, to have more energy, to get better sleep, to have better intimacy, to improve your heart health. Um, studies show that 150 minutes a week of moderate to strenuous-ish activities, exercises, anything that is purposeful movement, that can be accomplished in that short amount of time. That's roughly 23 minutes per day. And it, you don't have to be a hot, sweaty mess that's peed yourself to accomplish that, <laughs> which is what the mainstream fitness industry often says is if you're not peeing your pants, you're not doing it hard enough. And there are a group of us sitting over here going, excuse me, peeing yourself is actually a sign of dysfunction and that's treatable. So maybe let's not encourage that. Um, especially for, you know, women with families, I don't have time to spend an hour or two every day. And my goal is not to be super ripped and scrawny. <laughs> my goal is for when my 12 year old son says, mom, let's go jump on the trampoline. I can say yes. My goal is that if my daughter who is 15 faints on me again, because she deals with being very, very tall and sometimes passing out because she grew so fast, I can catch her like I did the first time so that her head doesn't hit the floor. Um, my goal is that the next time my husband's back goes out, I can get on the floor and pick him up like I did the last time. <laughs> I want to be purposeful and usable and I can accomplish that in 15 to 30 minutes a day and even take one day off a week to do nothing, right? So first of all, is it does not have to be, does not have to be hard. Second, I would say really analyze your barriers. What are your barriers? Um, do you feel like you have to put on fitness clothes every single time? No, you don't. I work out in my jammies all the time. Sometimes I don't even bother putting on a bra because what's the point? Like if I'm not going to be bouncing all over the place and my kids are in the other room, even if they are in the same room, mom's working out. Let's just normalize yeah. this. Let's just, <laughs> let's just start where we are. And that would be tip number three is wherever you are right now, do a couple of stretches, roll your shoulders back, do some head mm. circles, stand up on your tippy toes a few times, do a few air squats. Hey, good job. That's a start. Keep it simple. Remove your barriers. Be honest about those barriers. Start where you are. That's very doable. It's appreciate. I mean, appreciate it. It it's really is that easy. Just fifteen to thirty minutes. Just you know, taking walks and doing your stretches while you're doing other things. It's uh, it doesn't have to be hard. Um, I know you have a podcast of your own. Uh, would you mind sharing that link with our listeners before we go today? 
Yeah. If you just Google fit to be radio and that's F I T the number two, the letter B and then radio, you'll find it. Uh, we're on all the podcast providers and it is a podcast that specializes in women's health and pelvic floor and core. We don't get political. We don't take sides. Uh, we talk about just about everything. Uh, we talk about everything. <laughs> and I have guests on from all over the world. Uh, our, our length of podcast tends to be between 30 minutes and an hour because we get pretty, pretty meaty and, and talk about the body. It's a great thing to, to take on a walk and listen to. Um, we've had topics ranging from diastases to running to labor and delivery to hernias, to prolapses, to diva cups, to and we bring in people that specialize in all those things, menopause, perimenopause, mental health, kids fitness. We've, we have, I think over 75 episodes right now. I could be nice. wrong. I've lost track. <laughs> nice. So that's great. So people can go and learn more and, and uh, hear from some other experts as well and really dig into this topic. Thanks so much for joining us today, Beth. It's been a pleasure to have you on and uh, share your knowledge and your passion with our listeners here. Thank you for having me. Well, guys, that's it for today. Thank you for joining me today on Crunchy Christian Podcast. You can hear more from Beth at Family Wellness Conference coming up in March. She's going to be talking in a little bit more detail about diastasis recti and uh, you can find her there at the link that is on the show notes. Thank you and have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Show notes for today's broadcast can be found at crunchychristianpodcast.com. Hit the subscribe button now so you can join me next week. Until then, remember all you need is God, people, and growing things. God bless. God bless.